All right, we're back from this uh, coronavirus hiatus, man. It's been, it's been weird. It's been wild. I know, but sports aren't in right now. It's kind of hard to do a sports podcast without any live sports. <laughs> so, I called in my guy. You know, put up the signal. BJ Johnson from No Filter MMA is here, and we get into a ton of different stuff in the middle of a crisis without any sports from MMA amongst this coronavirus shit. So this is it, me and BJ, unfiltered. Like and subscribe on YouTube, No Filter MMA. Thank you. Okay, so let me ask you this, Taylor. While I got you on the line, I might as well milk this pony for all it's got, man. I might as well milk this pony for all it's got. So another fight that's been 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 piquing my interest because I've been thinking about the fight is Francis Ngannou versus Jairzinho Rousenstruck. Now you tell me, you tell me how what you think about this fight because Jairzinho Rousenstruck has he has power, but we've seen that Alistair Overeem was able to go five rounds with him, and Alistair Overeem is a very polished kickboxer. Yeah. And Alistair Overeem only lost that fight because he got caught. He was right. on his way to winning. Exactly. That was his decision. Right. I mean, and that was a great fucking striking match. And I and but the power in that fight didn't really do anything until the end of that fight. Now we've so, seen a lot I, of. Yeah, I, I don't think they could last two and a half minutes of Francis Ngannou. I think he's gonna go in there, chin up, and try to match power strikes with Francis Ngannou. Like that. I mean, but I just, just I think yeah, the last fight is just gonna build his confidence. He's gonna be like, well, you know what? I can do this. Like, no, it's a different. It's a different. Ask Alistair Overeem. It's a different animal. When you fight, when you fight Francis Ngannou, unless you're Derek Lewis, which is a fear of mine. That this is a, this is the second like hitting super hard, you know, heavy handed brawler he's gonna fight. We thought the last one was gonna be a barn burner, and it was one of the worst fights I've ever seen. Right. I'm worried that could happen. I don't think so, though. I think Francis Ngannou was more secure with himself, and he's he's feeling a lot better mentally. I think he stops him in the first two and a half minutes. I think that kid's going to come out. He can, he can match power shots. Francis is going to hit him once clean, and he's going to be like, oh, shit. And he's, if he's awake, he's going to cover up, and he's going to get against that cage and just get rained on. If he's if he, he's awake. Yeah, man, that's what I'm thinking, you know, because, you know, Alistair, people, people were so surprised, you know, how he did Alistair Overeem. Uh, I wasn't. Francis, Francis Ngannou, I mean. Alistair yeah. Overeem is a, a point fighter, though. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, that, that's, it, it, that's a different type of fighter when you have somebody like Ngannou who can put the lights out with one shot. That's a, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's, a different, that's a different type of fighter. And I knew, I said to myself, I was like, does Al- before that fight, I said, does Alistair Overeem have the power? Like, does he really have the power to go in here and try to stand in the pocket with Francis Ngannou? Or is Alistair Overeem going to keep the distance and point fight? You know what I'm saying? His that kickboxing yeah. style of fighting that Alistair Overeem has, you know, and he he went in and went in the pocket, and and and, and got knocked the fuck out. But then you then you flip over to the Rousenstruck fight, and he point fighted Rousenstruck, you know what I'm saying? And mm. ended up getting finished. And I'm trying to I'm I'm, I'm trying to put my in how Rousenstruck gonna how was he what's his path to victory against Ngannou? Like, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, what's his path to victory against Ngannou? Is it to fight the fight that he fought with Alistair Overeem? Or is it to fight the fight that he fought with Alan Crowder? Just go out and bam and not flash. So I, no, I, I think you take your time. Because we have no idea how, how – we don't know how Francis' conditioning is. If it's gotten better, if it's still just terrible, like when Stipe 
put it on when Stipe built to beat the shit out of him. That was that was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. I picked I picked uh, Francis Ngannou for that fight. I thought I thought uh, Stipe was gonna get knocked out in the first, and they'd rematch, and Stipe would do what he did. But no, Stipe came out of there and just like you guys, this is the guy. Like this is the motherfucker you think is gonna beat me, and just. Beat the shit out of him. Yeah, Stipe, dude, Stipe put on a hell of a performance. And like, and, and it worked. Like, Francis Gondo, when he said, when we fought Derek Lewis, I was just so afraid. It's like, I was living in fear for my last fight. Like, did Stipe beat that kid physically and mentally? Beat him down. I think that's why he's better now. We don't know if his conditioning has gotten any better. He just, he knocks me out so quick. You don't know. Yeah. Rose Trick yeah. should just stick and move and just get in, like, Get in with a jab every like five ten seconds and get the fuck out as fast as you can, and see if he gets tired and then start pouring it on like Razorstruck's jab is has knockout. He knocked he knocked Alan Crowder out with a jab. That's yeah. So that's what you got to do. But you're not gonna if you think you're gonna go in there and you're gonna match power with Francis and Ganu, like good luck. Yeah, Yeah. No one's done it. No one. Yeah. Yeah, Steve is taking multiple clean shots and live to tell about it. Yeah, yeah, I know, and and that's what what, what see that's what makes me fearful of fighters like because you know one of my favorite heavyweights is Alexander Volkov. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like Alexander Volkov. That's my boy, argues, dude. I fucking do. When he came up from Bellator, up to everybody, this kid is gonna be a champion. Yeah, like, yeah. Al- Alexander like, Volkov. He's a great fucking like he's probably arguably. One of the best strikes. I would love to see him and Stipe go at it because he's yeah. one of the Look best. Look what he did to Fabrizio Verdum. While Fabrizio Verdum was on steroids, beat the <laughs> shit out of him. <laughs> Fantastic. Fuck yeah, that you shit. know. But fight like like he had like the fight with Derrick Lewis. He had that fight won. He was those... beating the shit out of Derrick Lewis for fourteen and a half minutes. Yes, and then you 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 you. But then you have fighters like Derrick Lewis and Ngannou who can put you out. You know, with, you know who can just put you out? And Derek Lewis flatlined Volkov, dude. He flatlined him. You know what I'm saying? So I don't. That's but, what, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't. He caught he caught Volkov sleeping. I don't think Volk. I don't think that happens Volkov again. I think he learned like, okay, keep your hands up the entire time. Don't ever rest on your lead because you never know what happened. You fight uh, Derek Lewis and he knocks your ass out when you have decision <laughs> one. So I think I don't think that happens. Like you, once it happens to you once, it's kind of hard to do it again unless you're DC. But he still has that leaning thing where he leans yeah. in when you kick him. But outside of like, yeah, no, I don't think that'll happen to Volkov again. I think he's gonna his hands are gonna be up a lot more. But I I think he was Stipe, he was smart. I, he, he he learned Dutch kickboxing. But I think Stipe is like the best. Like the reason Stipe is the champion is because Stipe can do both. Like Stipe can point fight you and Stipe can knock you the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? I think you know in heavyweights you have one or the other. You have somebody who like Alexander Volkov who will throw a power shot every now and then, but he's a volume striker. And then yeah. you have the Nganus, the Rousing Strucks, and you know, and the fucking Derek Lewis's who can put you out, you know, with just a couple of shots. But then you have Stipe, you know, who can, you know, go with you. That's why people like Cain Velasquez and 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 Junior Dos Santos, that's why they were champions, because they could do both. I think in the heavyweight division, because of those danger factors as far as No, that guys, is yeah, yeah. And or like Game was so good because he's a heavyweight with good conditioning. Right. And right. in that time, no heavyweight had good conditioning. Frank Mir probably had the second best, but it wasn't near what Kane had. Right, right. And the fact that Kane could do that with not – like because he didn't carry a lot of muscle, that he just fucking – but, again, like that, 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 that's what stands out. If you can do one or both or you have good cardio, 
you're gonna be you're gonna be good in the UFC. Right. The heavyweights aren't really good at everything. But when you get someone who is like Stipe, Kane, Fabrizio Verdum, uh, they fucking they rise to the top because right. no one else can do that. Right. Exactly. Stipe, exactly. I watched that fight the other day. Stipe was getting his ass whooped. I don't know what Joe Rogan and them were talking about. He could have won that round. DC won all three rounds. And then Stipe started going to the body and then abandoned that again. And it just started – he hit him with that, with that hook. And that was it. That was it. It was beautiful, though. Like, watching – watching, I've, I watched that fight super drunk the first time. Watching it a second time, somewhat sober. Like, dude, I just felt good for Stipe. He got it was getting wrecked that entire time. If he loses this fight, Daniel Cormier doesn't give him another chance. This is it. Lose the DC twice, you have to wait till he retires. You know, like you're out of it again. And you're two rounds. You're down three zero. Like it's over. If you don't finish it, it's over. I you, think you're there gonna be for a minute. And he comes out and just wrecks him. I think Steve's gonna wreck him, dude. I think Steve's gonna wreck. Oh, he's, him. They're they're both old. Steve's thirty seven, which is kind of the end of your prime. DC's forty one. Nah, this is it. I, I think I, I think DC's too old. He's gonna get in there. He's he's gonna try to strike with Stipe. Stipe now has the game plan. Like let's follow the same game plan. John Jones did. Kick the body. He kicked the body. He starts leaning and, and he does it. He's done his entire career. Go to the body early. Stipe went to the body in the second round. Didn't do it in the third. The third was arguably the biggest round he lost. And then he started going. Then he started in the fourth before he started just before he hit him clean. You have to you have to hit the body. Hit the body of DC. That's how you beat him. Everyone knows that. Yeah. I think Steve is going to do that, and then he's just going to finish him, I think, sooner. I think probably the second or third round. Like, late second, beginning of the third round. But the thing about Stipe, man, you know, Stipe, he's just – he's a his octagon IQ. He has, he's a smart fighter. He Like, not many fighters have the ability to make those adjustments mid-fight. Like, okay, prime example, Robertson versus Macy Barber. Julian Robertson didn't adjust to what was going on with, with, with Macy Barber. So Macy Barber was able to catch her and finish her. You know what I'm saying? Stipe, and then that, that's just one example. That's just the first example that popped in my you mind. You know, but the same thing, thing Stipe didn't do in the first fight. Right, he, exactly. Because like, like, DC was, hold, was holding them when they were clinching. We let him go. He just started hitting them with short shots. Stipe right. has an eight-inch reach, reach advantage. I didn't know that. I was playing UFC 3 the other day. I didn't know that. Until I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Eight-inch reach? And you let DC get that close to you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. After that, he was like, okay, no, no. If, if we're going to do this, we have to fight. We have, we have to stay late. And then the fourth round, he started doing that. He started landing kicks to the body, kicking the legs, keeping that boxing distance where he, DC can't hit him, but he can hit DC. Right. And he just lit him with that clean one. But, yeah, you're right. Like, it takes – a lot of fighters say they can do it, but then you see and they just don't. Right. Especially, like, especially when you're down two rounds like that. Like, Brian Ortega couldn't do it against Max Holloway. Tyron Woodley couldn't do it against Uzi. Yeah, and just yeah. to see that, like when you know when like with, like even Tyron Tyron was like, I know what I had to do. I just, I couldn't do it. And he was like, No, like you know, my body just wouldn't do. It. He's like, I know what I was supposed to do. I'm not dumb. I know I'm not supposed to get my ass beat, but I just couldn't do it. Same with Brian Ortega. Ortega, like, why do you move against Max Holloway? He's like, You just get the mindset where, you know, he's like, I just want to hit him back. He's hitting me so much, I just want to hit him back. And then when you can't, it's hard to switch that mindset. DC can take that approach. Yeah. Like the f- problem with DC in the first John Jones fight was that he, he that John Jones like you can't take me down, and then DC, that's all DC wanted to do. Didn't give a fuck about the striking, just wanted to take John Jones down, 
and he got lit up for it. Oh, yeah, he got lit the fuck up for it, for real. He got yeah, you know, yeah, it takes a special individual to do that. Stipe does that shit. Yeah, be able to make those adjustments, man. That's that's make that's make the adjustments and make them work. Don't just make them and then just the same thing happens. Make them and make them work. Somebody else who's really good at making adjustments in the fight is Valentina Shevchenko. You know, yeah, but like, she has. I, I want to see her in a war, like a fucking Weili Zhang. You want to you know Jacek, like where the fifth rounds. This is it. If you if you don't win this round, I have no. If you don't win this round or finish. I don't know if you're still champion. I, I need think, to see I, her in that. I think Juliana Pena, if Juliana Pena with the 125, Juliana Pena would give her that fight. For sure. Because, like I said, Juliana Pena was winning that fight. Juliana Pena was beating Valentina's ass. Oh, no, she was. She got, she got the armbar off the bottom. But yeah. up to that point, Juliana Pena was putting, was just, was Khabib in her ass. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. If Juliana Pena moves down to 125, I think Juliana Pena would, would give valentina you know right now she would give valentina that type of fight that you're looking that you're talking about yeah that's what i want to see because i've seen you wanna in that fight against rose and against uh weili jang i mean the rose fight was a lot closer the weili jang fight honestly thought she had it three two thought she had it yeah but no like i need to see her in a war and they just haven't seen her in one yeah we ain't seen valentina in a war um you know, I think even like Macy Barber, if Macy Barber gets her... Oh, shoot. shit. Misha Tate. She made the adjustment against Holly Holm in the fifth round. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And when her corner was like, hey, it's now or never. This is it. Yeah, like, they told you, her. You have, you have five minutes to finish her or you're never getting another title shot in your life. And you're, you're the female Uriah Faber. That's what it's... That's, do you want to be Uriah Faber? And then she was like, no, no. We get that strap today. We get that. I'm going to grab a hold of her. I'm not going to let go until that bitch is unconscious. Yeah. But again, yeah, like that was, and, and good for the corner for recognizing. They have to get a good corner too that tells you, like, is on. It's like, hey, I don't know. This is it. Yeah. Like her coach is like, hey. Well, best, best corner award goes to Aspen Ladd's corner um, against Yana Kuniskaya, bro. Dude, did you see that? Yeah, yeah. Where she was, it was like, hey, it's now or never. Like, it, it's if you don't finish her right now, we're fucked. We're yeah, fucked, bud. Because Yana was beating her fucking ass that whole fight, bro. Yeah. Like, and I knew it would go like that. I knew. See, the thing about Aspen Lad, Aspen Lad. That's why I don't see Aspen Lad beating Amanda Nunes or fighting Amanda Nunes. Like, I just, no. it's hard for me to picture Aspen Lad and Amanda Nunes in the octagon together. You know what I'm saying? Like, because, and, and the reason I said that, I knew Yana was going to beat her ass because Yana is a long, rangy fighter. And Aspen Oh, yeah, Lad, no, I'd pick, I'd pick Yana because, yeah, just, it was going to be a stri- it was gonna be a striking clinic. And Aspen Lad has power, but she has no technique. So I just right. thought, yeah, she was going to pick her apart from the outside and give her a right. first class lesson in, in MMA striking. Right. And she fucking went out there and landed a bomb and put Yana down. Well, I was like, that was, that was, that was an upset to me. For me, oh, that, that was, was 100. That was an upset. Yeah, that for me that was an upset, you know. And then and and then like I mean, just dude, women, just talk about women's MMA, dude. Strawweight is where it's at right now, you know. I mean, bantamweight is buzzing a little bit. I mean, you got. I just uh, don't think I just, bantamweight and featherweight. I just who's gonna be the man in Nunes? I mean, I, I honestly would have rather seen them give the title shot to Megan Anderson. I think Megan Anderson would. Make no, it. I I think Fleece Spencer got it because she beat Megan Anderson. Yeah, but I really and she, and she she got a finish too. I think if 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 Felice Spencer would have got a decision, I think it would have gone to Megan Anderson. 
Or if right. Megan Anderson got a decision and Felicia Spencer got a finish. But Felicia Spencer got a finish. It's like, hey, I already beat Megan Anderson. You know? Let me get it. When we get it. But Megan can do. Megan is the only one that's going to. Now, now, Felicia Spencer wasn't able to take Cyborg down. But No, no. Megan her- Anderson is the one because she's six feet fucking tall. Right. Megan, and she, now, if she wants to keep you on the outside, what she's starting to do now is starting to use her range and, her, and get, use her reach correctly. Thank God for James Krause. Like she's gonna, like that's gonna be the, the same thing as happened in last fight. She's gonna catch you because you can't touch her, and she can hit you with anything she wants to. Right, and that's gonna be a problem for Amanda Nunes. Not as far Especially as she at forty-five. I think if she forced Megan to come at thirty-five, it'd be Amanda would have an advantage, but not at forty-five. No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you we'll know. see though. Doesn't mean regardless. Amanda Nunes is the greatest female fighter of all time. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. But but what I was gonna say about Felicia Spencer is Felicia Spencer wasn't able to take Chris Cyborg down. But one hundred percent, Felicia Spencer is definitely if she gets the clinch on Amanda Nunes, she's gonna be able to take Amanda Nunes down. Felicia yeah, Spencer. Yeah, yeah, and I'm tell you, and Amanda Nunes from what we saw in the Casagano fight doesn't have really doesn't have a really offensive guard. Right, and if Felicia. I, I, I mean, obviously she's gotten better since then. But again, you don't see anything that suggests like she's been working off her back a ton, right? Unless, unless it's against Nina Ansaroff. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, a, a lot of people count out Felicia Spencer, but Felicia can most definitely make this fight. Felicia Spencer can make oh, this she's, fight. She's game. She's game for sure. I'm not. I mean, I'm not yeah, if, if if she won, I'd be surprised, but I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked either because, I mean, like they, like Felicia said, you know, she walks into the – Felicia Spencer walks into the octagon upwards of 160 pounds, bro. Like, and people were saying, oh, Felicia Spencer can make 135. No, Felicia Spencer Fuck will no. never. She will never make 135, ever. Like, Felicia Spencer and Megan Anderson will never make 135, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know – that's the thing, you know. Felicia Spencer is gonna be the bigger fighter. She may not be the longer fighter, but she'll be the bigger, probably the stronger fighter. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying against Amanda Nunes. So yeah, Amanda you know, Nunes is coming in there like maybe 150. She doesn't. She doesn't cut a lot to get to 45. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like that, you got the and her conditioning. Can... It really isn't that good either. Her what? Her conditioning. She was getting tired. If Jermaine, if Jermaine Durandamy had better takedown defense, Jermaine Durandamy would be champion. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because man, I mean, Amanda whooped her ass on the like, just smothered on the ground. But on the stand up, Jermaine Durandamy was getting that ass. Yeah, dude, Jermaine Durandamy. People slept on Jermaine. Durandamy. No, I fucking, I, I picked her against Holly. I mean, it was a fucking decision when she went up to everybody. Like, I fucking told you. I fucking told you. <laughs> She's a Dutch kickboxer. Are you fucking kidding me? You're gonna come with a with American traditional boxing or American kickboxing oh. and think you're gonna stand and you're gonna stand and win a point battle. I guess a professional point fighter. Right. But do you know the fight that they're trying to make, right? Mm. They're trying to make Kunitskaya versus Durandamy. Dude, I w- uh-huh. I'm going to watch that alone in a room in the dark so I can jerk off the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> dude, that's a fucking – dude, as far as women uh, – as far as a striking match – Dude, that's, that's, that's top of the food chain shit. Yes. Yeah, dude. That would be – that'd be an awesome fight to make, bro. That'd be an awesome fucking fight to make, you know. But – you know, yeah, that'd, be like watching Al, that'd be like watching Al Stroverim and Mark Hunt in a kickboxing match. Exactly, bro. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So that's going to do it for us. Covered a wide variety of topics today. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have BJ on. I was on his show. He's going to be on mine, and we're going to keep this MMA thing going. Here just are a few parting words from BJ and I. 
Don't get don't get coronavirus, I guess. I don't know. I feel like I'm immune to it, so I'm good. <laughs> Taylor, <laughs> Taylor said I'm, yo, these are serious statements that this man is making. <laughs>